Welcome everyone to We Are Royal. And this month, we are going to talk about various sorors that have made a contribution to our country as we celebrate March 2022 Women's History Month. Women's History Week was made official in 1980 by President Jimmy Carter. And this is a quote he said that I think is very uh, important. He said, from the first settlers who came to our shores, from the first American and Indian families who befriended them, men and women have worked together to build this nation. Too often the women were unsung and sometimes their contributions went unnoticed. But the achievements, leadership, courage, strength, and love of the women who built America was as vital as that of the men whose names we know so well. And that was President Carter's uh, message designating March 2nd through the 8th, 1980, as National Women's History Week. And it was chosen in March because International Women's Day is March 8th. So that is where uh, it came. Now, it became uh, Women's History Month in 1987 when Congress uh, made it official. So that's a little history about Women's History Month. But I want to go back to what uh, President Carter said, I think is so important in terms of black women. When you look at the achievements, when you look at what black women were able to do in spite of the racism and everything else that we endured as females, it's it's amazing. Black women were lynched just like black men. Black women, when I think about my great-grandmother and grandmother that had to wash uh, the menstrual rags of white women with their hands, um, it, it, it just brings home how much we have been through and how much we've been able to achieve uh, despite all that. Our women, our foremothers um, before us always kept their eyes on the prize, always were thinking about the generations of black people to come and put all their all in all in everything they did. So that is why I am paying homage um, this month to some sorors that I feel are key, critical uh, women that have have made changes in the world and that have done things. There are so many of them. Um, I can't <laughs> describe or, or list them all here. I just pull, pulled out a few in different areas that I think uh, are really important that everyone should know um, as a black female, these women that made changes. First of all, I think the primary founder of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated was Mary Lou Allison Gardner Little. And of course, I put her very high on my list, one, because of the, of the phenomenal woman that she was, but also the fact that she is the reason why Sigma Gamma Rho exists in the first place. 
it was she was a young woman, a young teacher that pulled together some of her friends to found the sorority for teachers. And all of you know, at that time, uh, becoming educated and becoming a teacher was very high on the list of achievements of black women uh, back in the day. When you're thinking about the 20s, um, you know, we were less than 100 years out from uh, slavery. Think about that. Sometimes we think slavery was so far away and so, no, <laughs> when you think about it, it wasn't even a hundred years since slavery ended. So the fact that these women, uh, were able to come together, she had a vision of bringing educators together, um, uh, for us to build not only, um, education inside the classroom, but outside as well. So it, with her dream, with her vision, she started this great sorority and brought together educators all over the country. And as I always say, when you look at it, we were the first black sorority founded at a predominantly white institution and in Indiana, which was home of the Klan. So technically when our founders, uh, work to grow the sororities and oftentimes their lives could have been in danger. I spoke last time about how the Klan uh, prevalent in Indiana at that time. So our sorority is a little different from everyone else because when you look at all the other sororities, they were founded at Howard University in a very supportive, loving environment. And we were the exact opposite in the sense that that we had to come together against the racism of that time and, and, and that day. So therefore, um, there's a different, um, I think, kind of love and cohesion that we had um, that, that makes us different uh, from everyone else. And I also want to say that I, every time I think about her and what she was able to do, even though she came from uh, humble beginnings, Sora Little did, because her parents were killed in a car accident when she was very young. And so she came up through the system. She didn't have um, a lot of the love and support uh, many other people did. So I think because of that, she probably wanted to offer that to women to make sure they could live up to their highest potential. And that is the thing um, about Sigma Gamma Rho that won me over and is the reason why I am a soror today. And so when you think about that, it's, it's so important that we understand our history and understand the sacrifices um, that women made all throughout our history in the United States as black women to get us where we are today. Um, so I'm just going to talk about some sorors that are in, um, various areas, um, that have contributed. I wanted to start out with, um, talking about politics. We've had sorors that are in political office as Congress people, Sora Robin Kelly is currently a Congresswoman. Um, I think about Soros like Willie Barrow, who was really a, a, a soldier. She helped to run and help found Operation Push with uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson. So she was a pistol. I have met her. She's gone on now, but you want to talk about 
a woman that got out there and made sure that our community got what it what it deserved from government. And I am so proud of her. And um, when I think about what she had to sacrifice and do back in the 50s and 60s, and then bring it all up today, we have Sora Nina Turner. And you know she is a powerhouse, and I wish her well and hope she will also join our Sora Kelly in Congress uh, to be a voice for our people. And that is something Sigma women have always done in terms of being a voice, being um, a, a force to be reckoned with in order to uh, deal with the issues facing our communities. Um, the next area I wanted to talk about this, uh, past week, Sora Mary D passed and she was a powerhouse. She was a broadcaster with WGN in Chicago and really opened the door for black women in the broadcasting industry and television. And so I think more people need to know her and her life story, as well as the fact that she was attacked by a stalker and shot in the head when he kidnapped her and another fellow um, employee at the TV station. Um, That was a, a crazy man. And she lived through that. So that just goes to show you um, you know, when you put your mind to things, when you are blessed, uh, you, you, she has given so much to the whole industry as well as to black women that are in, uh, that industry as well. And I also would like to, um, you know, shout out Sora Alice Dunnigan. She was a Sora back in the, um, I think thirties, forties. Um, she was a, um, newspaper correspondent. She was one of the first black, uh, Washington DC news correspondents. So think about, uh, we know till today in that area, that is my area of expertise. That's what I went to school for. I was a newspaper reporter. And when you look at, um, we haven't come that far in terms of the power women have in the whole communications uh, industry. And especially even though newspapers are slowly going by the wayside, um, the fact to have women, a woman, uh, like that as a correspondent back in the day, it, it is just amazing when I think about it. And then also women like, um, Sarah Judith, uh, Thomas, she was a, a executive producer for Larry King for years. You know, most people don't know that. So it was a sister behind the scenes doing the work for for Larry King that kept him as an icon. And then presently we have Asora R.G. Jones, who um, is a producer for the popular show, The View. So that just goes to show you once again, in the whole communications area, there are other women as well, but just to show you the strides black women have achieved in that area. The next area I like to talk about is um, in law. We have a very distinct history in law as well. And two of the people I wanted to bring up today, one is Soror and it's Dom Eugenia Charles. She was knighted, as you could say, by uh, the Queen of England. She was a prime minister, attorney, 
for the uh, country of Dominica. You, there are pictures of her where she had um, to deal with Ronald Reagan back when he bombed Grenada. That was her expertise. So um, you see her with Ronald Reagan back dealing with that international um, incident. And, and it's, it's amazing. Like I said, the women that are, were making strides back in the day that we never, ever knew of. And the latest, um, person I am so proud of is, um, her name is, uh, Sora Haley Taylor, um, Schlitz. And she is the youngest person in United States history to receive a law degree. She is 19 years old. So she is the youngest person, period, and the youngest black person, period, to receive a law degree at the age of 19. Let's give it up. Then other women that um, have had such a impact on the country. I wanted to look at public relations. That's another area that I worked in for years. And I am so proud of Soror Ruth Berkeley Godwin. Um, she was the PR person for, okay. And in another area, public relations that I worked in for many years, she was a PR person, uh, back in the thirties and forties. And, um, she was, the PR person for Hattie McDaniel, and um, she w- helped to write her speech uh, when Sora McDaniel, the first black person to win an Academy Award, when she her acceptance speech, which is awesome. If you ever get a chance, to check it out. There are videos of it on YouTube, of course. Um, so we had black women back then doing PR. Uh, getting messages out, representing various stars. And I believe she was an actress even herself. So, um, you know, you go from that all the way to the present and uh, in women like Pat Tobin. I was lucky enough uh, to be able to meet her. And she was a powerhouse in public relations out here in Los Angeles. I mean, she represented... Uh, people like Denzel, um, different people <laughs> back when they were starting out poor with no money before they could pay large firms. But she was there and helped represent them and help put them uh, on the map. Map, okay. And it, it, you know, we need to 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 pay homage once again. She was one of the founders of the um, National Black public relations, uh, society. So, uh, you know, when I went to her funeral, I met Blair Underwood and Blair Underwood gave her all praise because he said she helped put him on the map. He, she worked with him. That was the thing about her. She was such a good person. All these people that didn't have much, she was able to help them and, and, and get them on the map. And that is one thing that he said that he so appreciated about her. So he came to her funeral and gave her her props because you all know how it goes sometimes. Um, but it's great that some people do remember um, those that helped them when they first started out. Another soror, let's see, who can I talk about next? 
Um, you know, when you look at pioneers, when you look at icons, um, I think of Soror uh, MC Light. I mean, she is an icon in terms of women, in terms of hip hop and the rap community. She set the standard, I believe, and it's not very many people, uh, I think, that that um, can, are better than she is. I mean, she set the standard and she made the way so women could get involved with rap and hip hop and add the contributions that we have to that genre. I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, hip hop, but yes, it's still um, an art form. And I am happy and proud to have a soror like her that uh, really set the stage for that. Um, and then, you know, her now, we have a soror, DJ Spinderella. That was, um, you know, everybody knows who she is too, working with Salt and Pepper. So, um, you know, we have those type of women. Um, you know, even other icons, I would say, would be. Vanessa Bell Armstrong, in terms of gospel music, she is an icon, as well as Martha Reeves. When you think, you know, dancing in the streets from the 60s, that was uh, an iconic song. And Sora Reeves, that's, and it was Martha Reeves and the Vendella. Some of y'all people were around and you knew uh, what that song meant to a lot of people, so... Um, and Sora Reeves even was in politics for a while. So once again, women that were making a change, that were living their best lives and using their God-given talents to make changes. Um, other Soros I like to describe and talk about would be you have to give it up for Sora Hattie McDaniel. The fact that in those times, they wouldn't even let her go down south for the movie premiere. Now, you're in the movie. You couldn't even go to the premiere, and she still had to sit in the back at the Academy Awards when she um, was nominated and won. Okay, so she, and it's because of her that they never said the word nigga in the movie. Okay, that's how she put her career on the line, and she got the respect she deserved and the humanity that she put in all of her roles despite um the ones that that they had because a lot of black folks wanted to look down on her um um and black black and white people uh wanted to look down on her because she played that role but she brought a special talent and humanity to that role and that's why i think about it why she won the academy award despite all of the racism at the time, okay? And um, I, when I learned more about her life in general and all the people she helped and all the stars, women, um, you know, like different people that she helped give them a start in the industry and made a way for them so they wouldn't have to endure some of the uh, disrespect that they did. They couldn't use the bathroom on set. It was a lot of stuff that, that women like that um, had to go through. And, and women like Diane Carroll thanked her because, of course, they wanted, you know, this new look of lighter-skinned women. And I think about our other soror, Louise Beavers. 
um, from Imitation of Life. That was a movie. The first time a black woman was the um, a star character in a movie that wasn't uh, made or whatever. And uh, the sacrifices she made as well, the two of them, to make the way for the Diane Carrolls of the world. And I'm glad Diane Carroll really paid homage to that and, and recognized um, what they had done for actresses such as herself, Lena Horne, everybody, because if it had not been for Hattie and Louise uh, breaking those barriers, um, then you wouldn't have Diane Carroll or Lena Horne or any of these other actresses, um, Ethel Waters, uh, all of them that contributed to the present. And to the present, I like to talk about two sorors that, to me, are so hilarious in person and in film. Would be in the the you might as well say cult movie of Friday. Both of the mothers in that movie were sorors. Ice Cube's mother, who was Anna Marie Horsford, as well as um, what's the other boy's name? Uh, his mother, um, uh, Smokey's mother. Chris Tucker, he was, his mother was uh, Vicky Lynn Reynolds, and so she's a soror as well. So when you, every time y'all watch Friday from now on, send a little eep out to the sorors that were the mothers uh, in that movie. And then you can take that all the way to sorors like Victoria Rowell and uh, Tanya Lee Williams. Victoria is on TV, uh, on, in cable. She's producing, making movies, as well as Tanya Lee Williams has a film festival in Toronto, Canada, where she's from uh, every year, where she really is highlighting uh, movies that show uh, man's humanity. Um, So that takes care of uh, that area in terms of actresses and and entertainment. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about business women in business, you have two sorors that started businesses out of their own kitchens that became multi-million dollar businesses. You have Michelle Hoskins who started Michelle's Syrup. Um, she was down, needed a way to make money. So she ended up taking her grandmother's um, recipe and made syrup. And now look, she is a multi-million dollar company. And the other Soror like that was Sora Lisa Price, who started Carol's daughter. She made all of her concoctions in her kitchen and started selling them and then um, made all of her products in her kitchen. And then she took off and she's a multimillion dollar company. And I believe she sold her company um, in 19. uh, No, I'm sorry. In 2014 to L'Oreal. So, there you go. Two women that started multi-million dollar um, businesses in their homes, in their kitchens. So these are just a few of the women that just just blow me away every time I think about all of the sacrifices, all of the things that they went through uh, to be successful and to contribute to all areas of of our lives. We have way many more sorors that are scientists, doctors, lawyers, attorneys, uh, policemen, uh, educators, uh, everything that you can uh, imagine. There is a Sigma woman there 
doing her thing and making it happen. And I just wanted to send a shout out to all my sorors and everyone that are uh, contributing to life here in the United States and abroad to make uh, the world a better place. That's what we're here for. It's an African adage that says life is about uh, learning lessons and giving gifts. And I think that is what so many women here have done um, over the years and will continue to do. And so once again, and then also I want to send a shout out to all of our mothers and grandmothers and cousins and aunties and uh, nieces and all the women that are in our lives that are doing the same thing and that are uh, supportive of us and helped make us be better women. So then therefore the entire sorority of Sydney Gamma Row is better because we have women um, that care, that, that love each other, that have sisterhood, that we are truly living up to our motto of greater service, greater progress. That's what it's all about. Cause, because if we're not doing that, what's the point? You're, you become a cult, you become um, just a regular social organization, but no, Sigma has always been about uh, bringing women together to help them to be their best and to change and help the community. So thank you everyone. And um, I am so happy to have shared a little bit of history for this history, Black Woman's History Month, and I'm saying Black Woman, but Women's History Month of March 2022. Thanks so much for coming by We Are Royal Podcast, where we are talking about the ladies and the organization of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated as we celebrate our centennial year. Come on back next month on the 22nd and learn more about our wonderful sisterhood. See you then.